Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome aboard. Big Sills National Football Show. Welcome aboard. Big Sills Army growing, huh? Everybody looking forward to the show each and every single day. Must see TV, right? It's all because of you guys, man. We thank you so much for making this show one of the fastest growing shows. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart, especially during the holiday season. We thank you so much for what you've done. I mean, guys, think about this here, dog. Since April, where we are now, you homies have made this thing absolutely one of the dopest shows on YouTube. And I can't thank you enough, and I won't. Sit here and not thank you enough. So, okay, enough with the pleasantries. Xander would kick me off the network if I keep going on. He hates that kind of stuff. We thank everybody. All right, by the way, do me a favor, guys. Hit the like button. Sensational stuff. By the way, you know what you guys ended up making Seth Joyner do? He now follows me on Twitter, and he's now answering to all you guys now every single time you guys throw something out, Seth's now answering, and he's going to try to make it once a month here on the program. When he has a opening his schedule, he said that he was going to try to come aboard with us so that you guys get a whole bunch of Seth Joyner. So all good, man, and we got a lot to get to. You know what I'm going to do here? I'm not going to be reserved in my comments as we start to show off here on Urban Meyer, but we've already done our beating up of him. And what I thought of him and what I think of him, what I think his future will be, we already know my position on Urban Liar, okay? You guys know it. To sit here and beat his ass for two hours, I'm not going to do it. But what I'm just going to tell you is this. You could have saw this and anybody who did their homework. From the time, when you're telling your assistant coaches, I had a better coaching staff at Bowling Green than I do with the Jacksonville Jaguars, How do you think that's going to resonate inside the organization? Especially when you hired those guys. So if you've been under a rock, Urban Meyer has been fired. He got fired at night. He got fired at night after Shade Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, came to his senses and said, this guy's got to go. Get this, man. And you know what? To have FU money like Shade Khan, just to stroke a check, I do think he's probably going to get fired with cause because of the way he handled himself with the kicker, kicking players. I mean, dude, really? Is this the kind of stuff that you did when you were at Florida and at Ohio State? This is how you treated your players and assistant coaches? Man, 
would I not want to play for that guy? But again, it's America. So let's do this. Give him a year. Give him a year. He'll, 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 he'll reinvent himself. He'll, he'll build up his resume again. People will forget about some of the BS. Maybe not so much this time as much, but he'll get a job again. America's forgiving. We forgive all people who fall down. Well, maybe not everybody. Okay. Maybe not everybody, but Meyer will be back in the spotlight. Cause you know why the media are guppies for this stuff. I blame the media for this a lot. Okay. You built that guy up into being some sort of massive success. And I said this, no way will he make it. Go back and look at my Twitter page. Go back and look at any show I did. I never thought he was going to be a success. I didn't think he would fail at 13 games. But this guy here, man, you know, he's not going to change who he is. That's who that guy is. Those are the kind of coaches that fail because they can't see the room. Let me ask you this, though. What do you think is tougher to coach, college or pro? Do you think it's tougher to be an NFL head coach, or do you think it is tougher to be a college head football coach? By the way, the money's tremendous on both levels. Urban Meyer is just one of a few who have tried to make that leap. I, I tweeted this out at Dan Silio's show, too, by the way. Guys, I think this just accentuates what Jimmy Johnson did in his spectacular career. Okay, Jimmy went from the college ranks to the NFL and was an even bigger star in the NFL. I think what Cliff Kingsbury's doing in Arizona is remarkable. Dude, that guy, it's remarkable what he's doing. With the marginal success he had at the college level. I mean, I, I personally, if I had to pick one, I, I got to think that it's harder to deal with adults. You see, you can't talk shit to adults, especially when they're getting paid. People make mortgages, right? Talking to NFL players. Hey, you could get away with kicking a kid in the ass in college and rattling his face mask. You can get away with that stuff. Pros, you can't get away with that. Pro guys aren't going to tolerate that kind of stuff. They're just not going to tolerate it. Now, some of you are saying, too, probably college because of the recruiting, right? It's a 24-7 deal. 12 months of the year, you got to go out there and find kids. You know, you got you, you to comb the country looking for players, getting good assistant coaches. It's a, it's, it's a great, it's a great question. I mean, so when you look, hey, and by the way, for the record on Nick Saban, I think Nick Saban would have been a success in the NFL once he got the right quarterback. I do. I think he would have been a success. But Nick just felt comfortable at the college level, and he pulled the ripcord himself before it was pulled on him because he didn't want to have to answer to GMs and coaches and owners and the league, players association members, agents. He didn't want to deal with all that. I don't blame them. You know, when you're a college head football coach, you know what you are? You're the king of your own moat. You don't have to answer to people but alumni and the school president. Like, how would you like to coach? Like, watch this. You coach the Philadelphia Eagles. Look who you have to answer to. Howie Roseman, the owner, agents, players association, all of that. That's a pain in the ass. 
because you don't have complete autonomy in your own your own game. You know what I mean? When you're a college football coach, dude, you're you're head king in charge, dude. Buck stops with you. Okay, buck stops with you. Hey, Nick Sirianni having to deal with what he's dealing with, bro. That's a that's a hell of a task. How about this? Nick Sirianni looks like the NFL coach of the year compared to Urban Meyer. And look at the money Urban Meyer was given. Urban Meyer was given $60 million. $60 million for what he did in college. Sirianni still has to cut his teeth at being a head coach in the NFL. You know the T-shirts? Get this. Man, that stuff is soft compared to what we saw in Jacksonville. You know the T-shirts, the Kobayashi videos inspiring people that's that stuff is tame compared to what Meyer was doing in Jacksonville guys one of the most immature people I've ever seen being a head coach all right let's move on from that all right guys I gotta say this to you here this weekend's game for the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Washington Redskins is a playoff game it's an absolute playoff game okay And we broached this question a couple days ago, and I want to bring it back. The quarterback that gives you the better chance at winning this game, I don't want to talk about playoffs. I don't want to talk about anything else. You have to get to 500. You have to get to a position where you're now in the seven hole and control your own destiny. What guy gives you the best chance against the Skins this weekend? Minshew or Hurts? Jalen Hurts is injured. To what level, we don't know. And by the way, there's a question mark there for me. Is this a real injury? Is the injury so significant that Jalen can't play, or is this a front office deal? Is how we meddling again? Does the organization in the building believe that Minshew gives them the better chance to win? Wouldn't it tell you that Gardner Minshew taking snaps, that there's doubt in that organization, that they think Jalen Hurts can get a win versus Washington? What's the number, too, man? I saw the number on how many people with Washington, how many people with Washington now have COVID and are now on that COVID list, which could change possibly by Friday, right? 21 players. 21 players are on that COVID list. A lot of significant players, especially on defense. Thank you, Anthony. 21. I'll get to you guys in a minute, I promise. Which one of these guys? This is a play. Guys, your season's here. How about this? If the Eagles lose this football game on Sunday, you could start talking about the NFL draft, and that's what I'll be talking more about is where they go in the NFL draft, and I'll start breaking down some of the kids coming out of college and some of the available dudes free agency-wise that we could take a look at at retooling the football team with all the space, cap, money that you're going to have, all the draft choices. We're going to start looking at that. But if they win this weekend against Washington, you're definitely – what does it go up to, like, 59% the chances that the Eagles make the postseason? And this year, with COVID, with the way teams have played and nobody's really been a dominant team, 
you don't know Philadelphia can't be in a conversation to run somebody off the field, especially with that offensive line. You have one of the most important things that every single playoff team has to have. What is that? Run the ball. If you run the ball, it creates play action. You eat the clock up, and you own field position. You own the game, basically. Which one of these guys? Boy, we're going to get to everybody spending a minute. An injured car, an, an, an injured, an injured Jalen Hurts or a healthy Gardner Minshew. Mm. All right, this is how we're going to do this. You guys, if you're brand new to the program, please hit the like button. You guys know what I do. You guys bring your content to the program. We so appreciate it. We got a boatload of stuff that we are going to slide in. It's a big weekend in the NFL. Week 15 of the NFL is going to tell us a lot. We're in the final four games of the NFL season. And the topic question is, which one of these quarterbacks gives you the best chance to beat Washington this weekend? I don't want to talk about anything else. Beating Washington. Anthony absolutely can't lose to a team that's depleted. He's talking about the 21 people that are on the COVID list. Andrew says, I love Howie, but if he's sticking his nose in, there's no question that this is a big issue here. NZ, love you too, brother. Thanks for coming aboard, New Zealand Philly fan. Thank you, Easy Money. Hey, that was awesome this morning too. I love Harry Mays. We do a great job together, man. He's such a professional. Joey B says, Sills should wear his fatigues and grenades during a segment. We were talking about the Fiesta Bowl in 87. Yeah. Wore grenades, had a handgun, and this was getting off an airplane. How crazy is that? Mateo says, this week matters most. Screw the future. This week is everything, everything. Minshew. Mateo, I agree. I don't give a shit about next week. I don't care about two weeks from now. I don't care about the Cowboy game. Let us get through 60 minutes of football. Let us get through 60 minutes of football here. Washington is going to be hungry, especially after laying an egg against the Cowboys. Dude, they looked terrible in the first two quarters of that game against Dallas last week. Then they made it a game, and they rolled back, and it was 27-20. Cowboys ended up holding on and getting the win. Chalk it up, sports Philly fan. Cilio, love what you, what, what you do, dog. Can't stop watching. Dude, that's a great comment, and it's an honor that you say that to us. Urban Flight. <laughs> Mitchu Mania taking over the link. Man, he's so Philly. Hey, you know what, though? Jalen Hurts is Philly, too. He's hardworking, man. He's got a story. People talk shit about him. He just wins games. I'm good with Jalen, too, man. Jalen's a blue-collar, lunch-pail type of dude, too, man. He he's, Hey, man, nuts has been handed to that guy. That guy's had things taken from him, too, man. He's had to prove his worth every single time he steps on a football field. I'm good with Jalen's story, too. Gardner Minshew's story? Hey, man, I'm good with him, too. No one buys him. Can you imagine how happy he is getting out of Jacksonville instead of being around that idiot? Commentators versus the Catholics. That's a nice one. I like it. Ken says, Jerome Brown is silly on fatigues. Oh, man, it was a mess out in Arizona, man. 
Me and Jerome were a mess. Holy cow, did we mess those guys up, man. Oh, the media thought we were crazy. Oh, we were crazy. Okay, we were, man. Oh, yeah, I do. Mateo, but I love the future. Okay, hey, listen, I'm with you, man. Eagles have a phenomenal future. EP says, Hurst can sit in the pocket. See what he can do. Dude, he's not very – he is no – how about this? On a scale of 1 to 10, Gardner Minshew versus Jalen Hurts at accuracy. Dude, it's not close. Gardner Minshew's 10 times more accurate. 10 times more accurate. Alexander says Hurts with a full season with some coaching. Yeah, coaching that knows what they're doing and knows how to get an identity. You know what I'm saying? I mean, dude, they had no idea. How about this? At the beginning of the year, is this fair? The Eagles didn't know how to develop him. So let me ask you this then. So do you guys agree? The Philadelphia Eagles downgraded at quarterback and coach because they didn't, they didn't know what they were doing with Hurts at the beginning of the year. We mentioned Seth Joyner. Seth was on the other day, and he said that, Bro, why weren't they doing this from day one? Why were they not doing this? Did they not know this, or did they not want to do this? Think of that for a minute. Okay? Think about that for a second. Did they, did they know this or not want to do it? And I'm talking about running the ball like that. Because wasn't it like it's some giant epiphany? It went like this, right? Oh, uh, well. Hey, man, the kid's not very accurate. We're not winning a lot of games here. We got to do something. And it's like they went to the basics. Well, let's just run the ball then and see what happens. They started winning games and killing people. Now they're the number one rushing attack in the NFL. What was that? You fell into that? It's almost like they're spiting themselves. Who's the most boring team in the NFL, you guys think? Who's the most boring? We're going to talk about potentially Dougie P to Jacksonville. Alexander, how about this question, too? Guys, do you think they really hampered the development of Jalen Hurts by not understanding and running the ball earlier in the year? Have they hurt his development? I just saw someone say it reeks of Howie Roseman being involved in it. You see, you think you think the Titans are the most boring team? I think it's the Patriots. And they're the number one seed right now. In the AFC. Steven says, every peewee coach knew we needed to run the ball. Football's not a complicated game. Steven, when I say this comment to people since 1920, if you can run the ball and stop the run, does that not translate into winning ball games and championships? Am I right? I don't give a shit what you think about the passing game. In my opinion, the passing stat, and the Patriots prove it. The passing stat is the most overrated stat in pro football. We've seen guys throw the ball for 500 yards and lose. When you run the ball traditionally and don't turn the ball over for over 200 yards, I got to put that asterisk out there because the Eagles flopped all over themselves in New York when they were playing the Giants because they did that. They ran the ball for 200 yards, had four turnovers, and cost themselves maybe an opportunity at making the playoffs. Matt says, teams win in the trenches. Man, your 17 team. Hey, watch this. 
You could put a T-shirt together for that 2017 Eagle team, and you know what you could have on it? Wars are won in the trenches. They're not one in the sky. They're not one with drones. They're one with dudes on the ground and boots on the ground. That's how you win wars, man. Boots on the ground. You want to win a freaking football game? Boots on the ground. I can't tell you and express that enough. When you want to kick someone's ass, you don't do it with a drone. You kick it with someone's ass when you got a boot on the ground and someone's ass high up in the air because your boot's knee-deep in it. Okay? Defensive lines, baby. Offensive lines. You got it, too. You have it. Urban flight. I don't know why I'm hollering. (laughs) Urban flight. Was it the coaching staff finding the team's identity or did the front office give up the play call, give up on the play calling? Hoss, man, I don't want my front office involved in play calling. I can't have that. Chalk it up, sports Philly fan. He goes, I love the way you discuss the game, Sells. Boots on the ground. Am I wrong? What kind of attitude do you think Jason Kelsey has? Boots on the ground. Let's go. Let's go play 60. Well, that team is so much better. They have so much more talent. Okay, well, let's go find out. My attitude was always that. Oh, this team's got this. This team's got that. I'm like, okay, well, let's go test that. Let's go test that out right now. Let's see if you're going to show up. Because I'm going to show up. I'm ready to go play some ball, dog. Let's see if you're ready. Got all your fancy names and all your fancy skilled guys. That's what that Eagle team reminded me of 17. You know what? I love that, man. I love that team. Oh, yeah? You got Tom Brady? You 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 have all those skilled guys? You you man, that's crazy. Well, let's go beat you with a backup quarterback. Oh, and by the way, by the end of the game, when the 58th minute was coming down to the end of the game, you got down around 60 minutes. Patriots had the white flag up. You beat the brakes off that team. And you beat them up. Man, that's my favorite kind of game. Okay? That's my favorite kind of game. Here. Tapping out. You got a team just like that right now. You got a team just like that. Make those fuckers tap out on Sunday. Take it to them. Never let off their throats. Take it to them. They got 21 people on the COVID. I don't care. What's that got to do with me? I don't give a shit who you line up. I don't give a shit who you got there. I don't care if you have to get guys off the street, dog. I'm going to run you over, over, over. I'm going to run the same play at you like the Patriots did to the Bills. Let me tell you what's happened to that Bills team right now. You know what's happened to the Bills team? You got two consecutive losses now. They lost to the Patriots and then the Buccaneers, right? You know what they did? The Bucs knocked the starch out of them. 
But you know who started it? The Patriots. They killed their will. They killed their will. They did this. Well, we're going to run the play right here. And you're a defensive lineman. I did this the other day to you. What do you mean you're going to run it here? Oh, we're running right at you. We're going to run in the A-gap. You know the one you're, you're defending right now? You'd be like, yeah, you ain't doing that. Sure enough, man, they get four yards on you. Shit. Then the guy comes to the line of scrimmage again. Oh, we're going to do that again. They ran the same play 11 times in a row. Hoss, eventually you got to duck when you're getting hit in the chin, don't you? Okay. Dude, hell, I'm going to run 11 times in a row. It's like being punched in the face 11 times in a row. And you have one hand tied behind your back and you can't do anything about it. These finesse teams like Kansas City and the Rams, I don't think shit of them. Teams like Tennessee when Derrick Henry's back, dude, you don't want Derrick Henry back healthy and fresh. If Henry gets a chance to play in the postseason, Tennessee is still winning games. They're still somehow figuring a way because they got great coaching. You put Henry back in that game, wow. That, they'll run teams off the field in the AFC. They'll, I think they'll take it to the Chiefs. Bro, if Patrick Mahomes doesn't have an opportunity to throw the ball and he's on the sidelines chewing ice, you ain't beating me. Okay? You ain't beating me. Kevin says, Dan, you talking about Urban Meyer? Old news now, Kevin. I've been saying that shit about Urban Meyer for 11 years. Don't need to rehash it. Dude's not going to make me come out of my skin. He's a loser. Always was. Always will be. Never changes stripes. But he'll get a job somewhere if he wants it. He's stolen a whole lo load of money. Okay? Character was never a problem for Urban Meyer because he didn't have any. Always remember that. Guy like Meyer, you think he cares about character? Why should he? He never had any himself. <laughs> well, you know, this is really a stain on Urban Meyer. Why? The guy had no character. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. You got to have something you stand for. Me, I don't want anybody beating up animals or the elderly or women. I can't have those kind of guys on my football team or in my business or around me. Because if they're around me, that means I tolerate that shit. And I don't tolerate that. I stand, don't beat women up. I've never put my hands on a woman in my life, nor would I ever. I've never disciplined my daughter. First dude on the planet that hits my daughter ain't going to be her father. And the first person that hits her, you won't see Big Sills the next day, 4 to 6 Eastern. That's a proclamation I'll stand by. I will go to prison for that. Ain't no issues there. I've already got a bail bondsman. Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> I know, like the baseball player. No, it's Zizzo. Anthony Zizzo from Bail Bonds. I already got it. He, he's my boy. Anthony Zizzo. Something happens. Anthony's getting a call. Big Sills did it. I killed this guy. 
Yeah, why? Because he put his hands on my daughter. Can't hurt animals. Big animal guy. I know, maybe not. I know most people out there probably think I eat them, but I don't. You can't hit the elderly. I was raised by my elderly grandparents. Okay? I was raised by Italian, Italian grandparents and my aunt. So none of that stuff either. Anything else, man? I'll forgive you on this and that. Dude, I don't care if you rob a bank as long as you don't use a gun. You don't hurt anybody. All good. But you got to stand for somebody. Xander eats elk. <laughs> elk. Holy, see, when you have big money and you drive around in a Ferrari and you're with like Big Joe and you're driving around like a 300, you know, Mercedes and you guys are all rich and stuff like that. You guys could get eat elk and caviar and all that stuff you and me over here like everybody else you know we eat hot dogs <laughs> right we eat leftovers that's right man so hey by the way i got another great one for you too i got to take a time out here biggest game at carson wentz's career saturday night biggest biggest game in his career okay yeah, I'm a burger guy, too, homie. All right, guy, pizza, too. Absolutely, man. Stop with the food. I'm already starving. All right, please hit the like button. Jason Cole will be at the top of the hour, 5 o'clock Eastern, okay? Because I wanted to give us a chance to get everything going. From now on, it's you and me that start the show, unless it's somebody like Seth Joyner or it's somebody like Gary Cobb or it's Jimmy Johnson We'll drop them dudes down at the 430 spot. But it, this is me and you here, man. We're going to bang on this thing here. And by the way, Washington, I'm going to tell you, too, who I think the quarterback gives the best chance of winning on Sunday, Washington versus the Eagles, okay? We're going to do that. Hit that like button. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coach inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. 
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Show, Big Silk. I saw NC, Philly fan. So he watches two shows, Pat McAfee and Big Sills. Yeah. I love what Pat McAfee's done. My favorite thing on the planet, you know what he's done? He's told the big dudes, like iHeart and Odyssey and all them people, I don't need you. When I found that out, that I don't need them, you come knocking on my door now. I, I'm done with you. I work for the companies. I know what it's like. You'll come knocking on me because you know what? You keep making good content. All of us keep sitting here having good conversation. You know what you guys do? You run those people out of the business. Oh, yeah. I learned a good lesson. I don't need anybody. I know what this is now. Okay? No, 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 Bobby. Bobby says Jags owe Meyer four years, $48 million. No way. They'll fire his ass with cause. Mott, how you doing, brother? All good. Okay. Doug Peterson to Jacksonville. Why would he want that? Well, we'll hit on that. Let me write that down. Peterson to Jacksonville. Peterson to Jacksonville. Hey, man, you know, I... I'm an NFL guy. I don't remember things, you know, okay? Xander's got to send me three or four reminders if I'm doing other work like we did with the middle today. Sills, don't forget. Sills, ready? <laughs> He's right to do that too, man. My wife does that crap. Peterson to Jacksonville. Is that a good job or not? Okay, we'll hit on that here in a second. Yeah. What's up, Nasty? How you doing? Radio sucks, man. I'm starting to believe that you're right. Big Sills, I'm afraid Sirianni will lose the game for the Eagles. Eagles. He may get away from the running game. Man, if that guy gets away from the running game, we're going to kill that guy on Monday. Don't lose that game, Nick. Don't lose that game, dude. Do not lose that game. Eastside Monster, the day a Big Sills started this show, the stations were like, whoa. Why are your ratings down? I love that, man. Thank you. I guess it's now views and such. Sirianni is not an issue. He's not. He's, well, I still think his situational play calling is. I still think sometimes he gets away from running the ball, man. You've got to be, how about this? I don't think 
Nick Sirianni's very disciplined yet at forming an identity of a team because he has too many people whispering in his ear. Does that make sense? See, watch this. Sirianni comes up with a game plan, right? He wants to institute this game plan. All of a sudden, he's got people chirping in his ear from the front office. Not going to throw the ball and be balanced? No, I'm not. Well, why? I drafted a wide receiver in the first round. I don't care who you drafted. This is the strength of the team. When you have those kind of conversations and you have to have a debate on how to approach a game, there's a problem. I don't want to have that debate with you. You understand? This is the problem with the Eagles. Watch. Watch again. And I think this goes on. Okay, we're going to run the ball 43 times. Then all of a sudden you got a guy chirping in your ear. I bet you how he sits in on those meetings too with the coaching staff. I bet you anything he does. You got to remember something too, guys. I don't blame Howie Roseman for being as involved as he is. I'm going to tell you why. Guys, help me out here. When Chip Kelly was in Philadelphia, didn't they move Howie to, like, the broom closet? Didn't they move? Like, he had this – I heard he had this really big office. I heard he had this gigantic office. And I heard when Chip Kelly got the job, he got Howie's office. And they moved and, – and, and he moved, like, Howie to, like, the broom closet. Right? Put him back in there. Had no say. Then they give him some bullshit raise or something and some fake title or something like that. And they stuck him back in the broom closet. Right? Right? Alexander, okay. So you guys are confirming this, right? Anthony says, yep. Chip took his job. Okay? 215, yep. That's right. So this guy's in the broom closet. So this, he was on the other side of the building, Bobby. Wow. You're over there with the janitor and the people that clean up the link. <laughs> hey, that's all. Hey, I don't need your shit, man. You go over there. You sit in the corner with a dunce hat on, right? So when all that went away, Howie said, no way. This guy's knee deep into everything. <laughs> if he, hey, ain't one part of this team going to fail because he ain't going to be sent to the principal's office like that or to the broom closet again. Howie's not going to the broom closet again. He's either going to the unemployment line or he's going to another Super Bowl. He ain't going to the broom closet. That's why you guys keep going like this. Well, I wonder, wasn't he hired? He ain't doing any of that. As a matter of fact, if Howie could fire more people and have less that have more autonomy in the room, he would. But he's got to have an illusion. There's got to be an impression that there's a chain of command, which everyone knows the chain of command in Philadelphia goes through Howie. He's not going to be put in a broom closet. Hey, yeah. Hey, Bob. That's right. No, 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 no. You're sweating on me. Get him in the bathroom. Put him in the, put him, put him in the bathroom. Put him in the bathroom. Look at you. Put him in the bathroom. Put coffee cakes in the bathroom. He, I mean, he's not rolling the dice. He's not rolling the dice looking at that face. 
He's just not going to, that's not going to happen. Give me the choo-choo. Kid, easy, easy, kid. Snake eyes, choo-choo, easy, <laughs> easy. Put him in the bathroom. Get him out of here. Okay, he's not looking at that face. Oh, God, I love that movie, man. Because this is, hey, you know what? Oh, man, I, I would have a T-shirt made if I played on that Eagle O line that would say, now you can't leave. <laughs> hey, someone needs to make me a T-shirt. You know, you play D-line or O-line, and you got that on your T-shirt, and you're walking around pregame. Now you can't leave. <laughs> That'd be a great shirt to pass around the link to all the Eagle fans. Once you're in, now you can't leave. <laughs> a team that won that Super Bowl, man, that would have been so dope, wouldn't it? Yeah, now you're in the link. Now you can't leave. <laughs> you had a chance, but now you can't leave. Oh, God, I love that, man. NZ Philly, great show as always, man. One improvement could you turn up your mic. It's noisy in my truck, and I need to hang with my boy Big Sills. How about this, man? I you know what, NZ? I think it's more so that you know what? I I I move so much. You know what I'm saying? Let me see if I can turn that bad puppy up, man. Let's see if we can maybe get that up there. Maybe we can get that up. See if we can get it up here a little bit more. Hey, knowing me, knowing me, man, Xander's probably going like this. Xander's probably going, Sills, don't touch nothing, please. I'm begging you. Don't touch nothing. Don't, don't touch nothing. So tell me if you think that ends up helping, too, because I turned it up more, too. <laughs> right hey thank you nz hopefully that helped a little bit too yeah hey man you know italian guys with buttons it's never a good thing oh wait a minute unless you earn a button wait a minute that's another story getting a button earning a button touching a button very italian <laughs> uh, mike is perfect okay yeah so maybe we did some adjustments there all right Dude, doing that shit on the fly, I love it. Forte's like, hey, this is so Philly. Hey, Sills, I love you. Come over here a little closer. I got a recommendation for you. You want to hear it? All right. Okay, do me a favor. Turn the fucking mic up, guy, so we can all hear you. Okay? Do me a favor. Turn up the mic. Stay in one place. You're moving around like you're a, well, I'm Italian. What do you want me to do? Hey, you know. Give me a break here. <laughs> hey, yeah, hey. Chalk it up, sports. Hey, right? Right, you know. Do me a favor. You know, I'm getting a lot of uh, people. Oh, by the way, real quick. Will people do me a favor? Okay. Seth is getting killed on my Twitter page right now. Seth Joyner. Okay? They got people talking shit to Seth Joyner. I tweeted this out. Seth's one of the most respected guys in Philadelphia and in Philadelphia Eagle history. And, dude, people in the league love that guy. 
because of some of the stuff he said on our show, he's getting killed on my Twitter page now. By the way, he's following me. I love him. I have nothing but great respect. And people are like, oh, yeah, you're the, what do you mean you want to help out? You don't know shit. I'm like, really? Are you really going to say that? Holy cow. Urban says, can we tape Mike to a helmet and have him put it on? I love that, man. Jordan Mulata, man, he is a big-time shit talker. Andrew says, Seals, you need to be a moving target. Andrew, I've been a moving target in broadcasting for 33 years, brother. 33 years. I told you this before, right? When when they were getting ready to put me on this channel, I was like this. They were like, yeah, yeah, we really, this is really great. I can't wait to, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. All right, let's see what's going on. I'm going like, okay, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, man. I know, Chalk It Up Sports, really. Seth Joyner was speaking truth, so people can't take that stuff. He is the man. Cheek says, Big Sills, you need to be our defensive coordinator. Don't pay enough. For all the work you got to do, don't pay enough. Dude, why would you hate on Seth Joyner? Are you kidding me? I got nothing but a ton of respect for that guy. Holy shit. I, I think the world to him, man. Hey, Seth got in trouble because he was hollering at young kids, I guess, like he was coaching young high school kids or something. And he was just telling the truth, and I guess some people didn't like it and whatever, man. I don't know. You know, we're in a snowflake society today. Oh, my God, he talked harsh language to me. (laughs) People today can't take harsh language. Oh, He's saying hard, like, dude, people hated Trump for one reason, because Trump talks shit to you, and nobody likes that. Or, unless you live in Philly, Boston, or Pittsburgh, or Chicago, you understand that. Well, he's just a jackass. Yeah, really? Thanks a lot, doctor. You just came to that conclusion? Give me a break. Give me a break. Hold on here. Hey, where are the cannolis at? I requested cannolis. That would be a good one. Hey, in the green room, how come we don't have cannolis? I like to have pasta fazool too, you know? Do me some pasta fazool for lunch. I'd like to have a cannoli if I can, or two. <laughs> All right? Italian coffee. Got to wash it down with something. And a little amaretto later on. We're good. Right? Where the fuck are the cannolis? I want pasta fazool. Okay? Starved artichokes. We could go there, too. Italian meatballs with the bread. Day old. None of that French bread, either. Big Seals don't eat anything French. (laughs) Nothing French. They surrender too much. Thank you. Good night. (laughs) We don't do that. All right. Let me... me, Hey, let me get on this here. I I want to get back on on the rails here a little bit with um, Carson Wentz. A little bit on tonight's game, too. More on Eagles and Redskins this weekend. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Silver. Please hit the like button. Thank you. You said I should move the filling. I would totally do that. You know what's funny? Can I tell you guys what my wife said before I even started doing this show? And that we knew that it would be centric around Philadelphia sports and the NFL. You know, because we talked about all the things going on in football too, college and pro. You know what my wife said? You know, you, you, you want to know what my wife said about me talking in Philadelphia? <laughs> Xander says the city's a dumpster fire. I think politically, probably so. It's true. But the fans are the greatest. Do you know what my wife said? My wife goes like this. Sells. She's like, Dan, you, you I, I don't know. You're too abrasive. I was like, for Philadelphia? She goes, yeah, they would think you're an asshole. I'm like, well, I am kind of. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but, you know, I'm like, Kim, I think you're, my wife's name's Kim. And I go, I go, yeah, but you've been out here in Snowflake, California too, too long, man. You got to talk to those people. And do you know how many days I showed up being a fake? And we were doing great radio and we were getting big ratings and big numbers, but I couldn't tell people how I truly felt. That guy sucks. 
I used to talk Padres. Okay. I know, right? They're good now. But I was like this. It's the worst organization in Major League Baseball. And we used to have them on our station. What's this? Hey, thank you, Bob. They, hey, Xander, put that up. Put Bob Bob up there, okay? This is what he's saying about Philadelphia and what he's saying about me. I I I I get it, okay? I I, I understand that. Okay. Uh, all right, all right. This is what I said about the Padres, and we had him on our network. And I was doing this. This team's been the worst team in baseball since 1969 when they came into the league. They've sucked out loud. You're never going to be anything. Now, they went out in the last couple of years and got Manny Machado, and they went out and they got Tatis Jr. That was a great trade. They sent James Shields to Chicago, and they got that guy in return. I'm like, holy shit, man. What a return on investment. You think Chicago wants to have that? Kenny Williams wants to have that move back? Damn right he does. Well, to the point, everyone's like, my, my PD used to go, don't be so abrasive, man. Kind of be a little bit more. Imagine that. I used, to, I used to get told by PDs, especially when I went to Intercom, where I had no numbers. I went 20 feet across the street. You know what they told me? We want you to do Snowflake Radio. And I was like this. What do you mean, Snowflake Radio? Yeah, don't be so abrasive. I'm like, abrasive? You mean conviction? Yeah, no, 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 no. Have a little bit more. I go, you want me to really do Snowflake Radio? And they put these immature guys and these guys that have no radio experience in with me, and I'm going, this sucks. Totally, it sucked. I hated the show. I did. I hated it. Oh, I did. I hated it. Urban, I'd want to move to South Philly. Because isn't that where all the Paisans are? Isn't that? I want to move where all the Paisans are. Okay? I want to be around there. That's where I'd have to be, is in South Philly. Okay. Okay. I want to be where like Italians are and all that stuff. I I was kind of raised like that. Dan would be that dude to start throwing snowballs at Santa. Well, if he was talking shit on us. (laughs) Hey man, if you and me are happy, Hey, you and me are outside the link and we're tailgating. And even this, a giant, Starts talking shit around. I'd be like right there with you guys going, hey, man, what's up? Don't talk around. You want to talk? Go to the toilet. Go to the toilet. All right. Let me ask you about Doug P. Do you guys think that Jacksonville job is a good job? I think it's a good job. I mean, look, let's, let's take a look at the history for a second here. Want to have a beer with Sills? Mott, Coronas, baby. I know it's high-class shit, but I, I I drink Coronas. I love Corona. It's my beer. If you notice, I'm a little bit thinner in the face, and I'm hoping that's either the camera view or the fact that I backed off instead of drinking eight a day or drinking eight a day. I'm down to four now. So maybe hopefully it's making me look a thinner. By the way, I'm never asking a dude how I look. That's a rule. Don't ever ask another guy, how do you think I look? What up, Big Red? Don't ever ask. Don't, don't, don't ever go like this to a dude. How do you think I look? Didn't, didn't you sound like a fraud? You know, what do you, what do you think I should? Katie Kirk, what do you think I should do? 
on helping my image. What should I do? <laughs> A-Rod's the most disgusting human on the planet. Oh, God. I know why J-Lo dropped his ass. I mean, how do you think I look going out? Do you think I look pretty? A word a dude should never use is pretty when referring to himself. Pretty. Uh -uh. <laughs> pretty and let's go to a bar together. Man, Big Sills is out. Big Sills, I told you, I don't go to bars with dudes unless we're congregating because of the show and such. You know what I mean? It's the only thing, man. South Philly T says, I'm a Corona guy. Since COVID, I've been chilling. Me too, man. I've gained about 45 pounds. My wife would say it's 145, but to each his own, right? You like, hey, Matt Hatter, you like Dougie to the Bears. The only problem that I have with Doug Peterson going to the Bears, they don't know what they're doing at quarterback. They never have. And that would be a problem for him. He needs a quarterback, bro. And you got one with Trevor Lawrence down in Jacksonville. And you got to remember something about the owner down there. Shade Khan has shown that he is willing to spend money. Okay? Carl says four beers. He's wasted, Carl. Four beers? Big Sills is just getting going. How you done? <laughs> okay? Hey, Ron, Muhammad Ali called himself pretty. Well, guess what? That's the only dude on the planet. When you hold the heavyweight champ, watch this, Ron. Ron, when you call, when you hold the heavyweight championship on the, around your waist, and you've beaten everyone's ass in the world, you can pretty much call yourself anything you want. Okay, I'm the baddest dude on the planet. I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. I done. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for your. Lack of support. It's the camera. Okay. Are you saying it's Xander? You think Xander's going to make me look thinner? Come on, man. He's always telling me, Sills, lay off the cannolis. <laughs> lay off the cannolis, kid. Saint says Doug will be a winner no matter where he goes. But look at Joe Douglas with the Jets. The Jets, I know. Look at the organization. I told you this, guys, a couple days ago. The Jets have had one coach with one winning record in the history of the franchise, and that's Parcells. Al Groh had one year. I think he was 9-7 one year. But the rest of them dudes have all been losers. All been losers. It's such an awful, awful environment, New York, with the Jets. That kid, Zach Wilson, has no chance. He has no chance of winning there. There's just certain places you have no chance. You know why? There's too many voices in the room. Okay? Too many voices. Okay, we're not talking about my weight any longer. <laughs> eh, we're not here. All right, I've got to hit on Carson. All right, may, may, may I please get back to um, a very important topic here. Were you guys too mean to Carson Wentz? Here, I hope I still have that stat over here. I'll get it. I'll get it after the top of the hour here. Were you guys too mean to Carson? 
tell the truth. Tell the truth. Were you too mean to Carson? Eastside Monster goes, nope. <laughs> Mott. In his last year here. All right. You sound like a snowflake, Sills. Well, because that's how I think he acted a little bit. Okay, he needed tougher skin. He did. He did. I got it, Birdman. You're right. Do your job, dog. I, I Dead on, man. Bobby, right. But how much of that was done by the organization, too, to soften him up? Dude, you could put hair. Guys, I'm going to tell you about my experience, why I felt for Carson Wentz, and then you tell me if I'm wrong or right. He's got a big game Saturday night against the Patriots. Okay? I want to tell you that. By the way, we're going to have, at the top of the hour here, we're going to have our friend Jason Cole with us, and we're going to talk to him about all the games coming up. Then I want you to think about it, and I'm going to tell you a story about me and how this whole thing transpired. All right. Hit the like button. Guys, I love you, man. Fast first hour. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm 
and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hour two, National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sill. Xander says move to two Street. Pasta Fazul, Gabagool, Pizza Frit, Manicotti. You have no idea what kind of Italian family I was raised in. No idea. Holy cow. My folks spoke Italian 50% of the time when I was a young kid. That's a fact. <laughs> they didn't want me to know what the hell they were talking about half the time. But, oh, my God, it completely, like, 100% like Genzo. That was great. It's one of the best, absolutely most insane times, and I loved it, every minute of it. My pop was a uh, – he was a fireman for 30 years, and he was a fisherman, and I used to go out fishing with him in Long Island Sound. He'd lay his pots out, his lobster pots, and we'd go out getting scoongeels and lobsters, and we'd go clamming, we'd go fishing. It was like Old Man in the Sea. It was like that book from Hemingway. My pop and I go out there, sunshine or storming. It was so awesome. When I, I, he would go like this when the lobster pots used to get caught down in the uh, rocks. Get down in there. Get that son of a bitch. The lobster pot's 50 bucks. Go down there and get that thing. My aunt and my grandmother would die if he knew what we were doing, me and my cousin. We'd jump on these rolling, like, um, sand dunes with all the uh, clams in them. Me and my cousin are out in the middle of Long Island Sound. And we're, we're like, clamming with the rake, you know? We're putting them into buckets. Holy cow. They would freak out if they knew what my grandfather did out there. He's like, go get them damn clams. Little cherry clams, you know? Fatter the worst. Smaller the better. My daughter loves them, too. Oh, man, was that dope being raised like that. Guys, again, do me a favor. Please hit that like button. Thank you so much, man. It's going to be an interesting week 15, obviously, with all this COVID stuff going on. 21 of the Washington players now are on this COVID list, and I'm hearing that there's going to be an emergency meeting with the NFL and the NFL Players Association. And if you are vaccinated and you have a booster, I think they're going to allow you to play. There are so many teams. And I what was it? Seven teams now are in the maximum level of care now when it comes to the COVID protocols. Seven teams. So... They got an issue going into this week. And by the way, man, you don't want to have home field advantage determined because of what team has the fewest guys on the COVID list. You don't want to have any of that. And when you get in a situation like that, make no mistake about it, man. Okay? No, no, no 
No team can overcome 21 players on an active roster being knocked off. That, okay. All right, we're going to talk to Jason Cole soon. We're hopefully going to be able to catch up with my boy, my boy here. By the way, he's got a book out. It's on John Elway. Really a great read, too. So we'll talk to him here in a second. I was talking to you about Carson Wentz. By the way, Carson Wentz has put up. Hey, hey, no, no, no. East side, I'm done with it. No, we, we don't, we don't, we're not going to hammer on COVID talk. Absolutely not. It bores me. And nor do I care. Okay? But, guys, I want to tell you a story. This is going to come off so lame. And I hope you guys don't hate me when I tell you this. Okay? My rookie year. I go from a program, the University of Miami and Jimmy Johnson, where we just had massive winning. And I get drafted to the Bucs where there's massive losing. Man, it was night and day. Night and day. Night and day. Okay? I get there, and all of a sudden, the losing starts mounting up. I don't know how to play the position. The coaches aren't sure now about me. They're talking shit to me. I lose my confidence. Man, there was a time in the week and in the preparation of games where I was doing this. Man, I don't want to do this anymore. I know, weak. If I could talk to that 21-year-old kid, I would tell him, get your shit together, guy. You got an opportunity of a lifetime. Don't blow it, kid. I blew it. I let losing affect me, as Urban Meyer did, as maybe Carson Wentz did. Guys, it's not that easy, man. And look, some of you go, dude, you're making $45,000 a week, Sills. You're on an NFL team. It's not like you're swinging a hammer. You guys are right. You guys are right. Alexander, Rieger's totally in that position. Jalen Rieger's totally in that where I'm talking right now. I see it on his face. He doesn't like playing football right now because he can't understand why he doesn't have the success at that level. Okay? He, he's not understanding. Something's wrong. Either he's not in the right system. They're not coaching him well. He's not listening. He's not doing more, more work needed to be a better player. It happens. Where you get drafted matters. I'm not saying there's not enough leadership that's in that locker room. But, guys, even an experienced guy that maybe is in his second or third year, like Carson Wentz was, bro, when you start hearing the boos from the fans, remember something in the NFL. Nobody gives a shit what you did three, four years ago. They only care what you're doing three, four minutes ago. Short memory. Fans, you know, you could be – look at Doug Peterson. He wins a world championship. He's gone two years later. Okay? Hey. Carl, I think that had a lot to do with it. He couldn't live up to what Foles did. You imagine showing up to work. Think of this for a second for Carl. By the way, this is no excuses. I'm just telling a story here, guys. This is not, watch this. This is not an excuse. I'm just telling you a story. Can you imagine showing up to the Philadelphia Eagles complex every single day and doing this? I'd never live up to what Nick Foles did for the franchise. No matter how well I play, 
no matter what I do, I'll never be able to duplicate what that guy did, even if he won a Super Bowl. That was one of those Kurt Warner stories. Some substitute teacher steps in, and all of a sudden this guy goes on to beat these legendary guys in the postseason. Then he goes on to win a Super Bowl and beat Tom Brady in one of those games. Dude, it wasn't like he won an NFC Championship game against Brady or a particular big game in a regular season. This guy won the game. A D game. Brady hate. I think Brady hates that loss more than he hates those two losses that he had to Eli. Mott says Wentz apologist. No man, just telling the story here. And and Mott, know this. I'm not telling you that that's that's right. I'm just telling you that a lot of players go through that. Look at what Urban Meyer just went through. Urban Meyer had had a mountain of success, okay? Losing got to him. The losing got to this guy. Guys, when you're, when you're used to winning the way you win and you're used to that winning and you start dropping them eggs like that, you're like this, holy shit, dude. What is going on here? Okay, what is going on? Okay, hey, Wentz had to walk by that full statue every day. Hoss, he's reminded when he sees his teammates' rings on their fingers. I didn't need that. Hey, that statue's all fine. But when I saw my Eagle guys wearing those rings on their hand, I had nothing to do with it. I kind of helped us get there a little bit, but at the end of the day, you always remember who crosses the tape. You never remember who starts the race, right? Nobody remembers who starts the race. They always remember the dude that comes through the tape because that's the champion. Champions run through the tape. Wentz has never run through the tape. I was reminded yesterday from Krause. Junior tells me, he goes like this, that guy's never won a playoff game, Sills. Hey, Mott says bad teammate. How about this, man? Not an understanding teammate. Because you know what? Think about this for a second, too, Mott. Carson Wentz was in North Dakota State. I have no freaking idea what kind of program that is. I hear they're big, like one double A and shit. I, I don't. Before Carson Wentz, I had never heard of North Dakota State. This guy was big dude on campus. This guy was the shit on campus. This guy, I don't even know if he lost a game when he was in college. I don't ever remember anybody telling me he lost. Like, he won, like, every game there was. Didn't he win those national championships? This guy never faced any adversity. And when adversity faced him, he'll be better off now what he went. Get this, guys. Carson Wentz is going to be better off now because of what he went through in Philadelphia and Indianapolis. Yale, it was a culture shock. It was an absolute culture shock. Yes, Jason Cole, bottom of the hour, that would be good. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather do it that way anyway. So our guy, our, our author, and our Pro Football Hall of Fame voter and NFL insider, Jason Cole, will be at the bottom of the hour. Guys, again, do me a favor. I swear to you, man, in a city like Philly, Boston, Pittsburgh, Chicago, those places, nobody likes excuses. They're like assholes. Everyone has one. We know that. I'm not making excuses up for anybody. I'm just telling you a story.
Hey, and guys, know this. There's not a day that doesn't go by that I do this. I look in the mirror and go, shit. Man, did I fuck this up. I didn't get thrown out of the league because of talent issues. I got knocked out of the league because I wasn't mentally tough enough or prepared mentally. Man, worst thing you could tell a man. Worst thing you could tell a man is that you're not mentally tough enough to get through something. So when I tell you guys that, that's from the bottom of my heart. Man, I learned so much from that experience. I learned so much. You know, I, I told people this. When I get a job that I get a chance to talk to you folks or I do a radio show, I never take those seats for granted. You know why? Maybe Krause Jr. now knows why I'm so diligent on my show. You know why that is? I'm never going to take anything for granted ever again. I was given an opportunity to play in pro football, and I fucked it up. I played seven years of professional football, but I had to do it in four different leagues. Yale, know this. I'm a better person because I played seven years. I had to go to Canada and Arena and the World League, NFL. But, but Yale, that's why sometimes when I see a guy that's failing, I say this to him. Get your shit together, kid. I needed some hard loving. Get it together or you're going to blow it. Bob, I did, but it was a hard lesson. Okay? It's a hard lesson. That's right. America has a major toughness problem. Hey, man, you only learn from adversity. I tell my daughter this all the time. You're going to learn more from failure than you are success. Anybody can be a front runner. But how many times you pick yourself up off the ground? My God almighty, do you know how many times I've picked myself up off the ground? Do you know who picked me up off the ground for this? Jacob Media. No one else was picking me off the ground. You guys tell me how great the show is. Talent's never been the issue with me with anything. It's me stepping on my dick half the time. My greatest strength is my passion. My worst strength is my passion. You see it all the time in in sports. You see it all the time in business. I tell folks this all the time. That's why I like talking in cities. You know what half of you guys are out there saying right now? I know, I know half of you guys. You know what the majority of you guys are saying? Hey, Sills, that's a great story and all, but at the end of the day, no one gives a shit. I'm only here because I like you. That stuff there, dude, I got to get up too and go to work at 6 o'clock in the morning, feed my family, put groceries on the table, pay my bills. I get it. I get it. And see, a guy like Wentz, you're right, man. I wish I could have said something to Wentz. 
because I would have been on the air going like this, kid, you're, you're going to fuck this up. But you know what? Frank Reich threw him. He threw him, he, he threw him a life preserver. That's right. JoJo, Simmons has already quit. Simmons has quit. My Wentz is making millions, not feeling sorry for him. I agree. I'm, I'm not telling you to. I'm just telling you a story. Absolutely not. Millions of dollars have given an opportunity to be successful. Absolutely. That's why you have to have these come to Jesus conversations with yourself and be real with yourself. I'm messing this thing up, guys. I am blowing this thing. I'm absolutely blowing this. It's important. Okay? It's important. So, all right. So, guys, let me throw this at you here. Let's go over here to this one here now. Be great, period. I love that. Okay? I, lo- I love that. Thank you, Urban. That's a really kind comment. Is that Jacksonville job good enough for Doug Peterson? Hey, man, you can have all the money on the planet, man, but if you got a shitty organization, man, I don't know. Okay? <laughs> Big dick sales. Thank you. Thank you very much. I I don't want to see Doug go to Jacksonville or the Jets or places like Houston. Okay, I, I, I not places like that. Seattle, Chicago, Minnesota, the Giants. Places like that, right? Yeah, I know, man. I got Trevor Lawrence. And Shade Khan, the owner of the Jags, man, is willing to spend the dough. I get it. I get it. I I totally get it. But, man, there's just certain cultures, right? Certain cultures. Certain cultures. My Jacob Media guys are awesome. You guys are great. Speaking of Carson Wentz. Wentz versus the Patriots. Guys, I, I, I grabbed the sheet here, and I read these off to you yesterday. Carson Wentz is the NFL Comeback Player of the Year. I got the numbers to prove it. He's the Comeback Player of the Year. I think it's going to come down between him and Garoppolo. And if he beats Belichick Saturday night, holy crap. JoJo, I think they could beat New England too. Mott says, and he still won't win a playoff game. Maybe not. But like I told you guys this, how about this? Like I told you, Sunday, I don't give a shit about the playoffs for the Eagles. Got 60 minutes of football versus Washington. Bob, I think it's five plays he's got to play this Saturday against the Patriots for it to officially be a um, first-round pick. Man, I love Dalvin Cook. That kid was awesome the last week when he played, man. What did he get, like 200-something yards rushing? He was a freak show. Mott says five plays. 
Colts were a better team last year. You think they were a better team with uh, Phillip Rivers last year? They were top 10 in offense and defense, weren't they? They seem a little bit better last year. Bob says, let's go, Carson. Really? <laughs> right? If Carson Wentz beats Bill Belichick this weekend, every media turd's going to go, whoa. What? What happened? Then they're going to come after you, Philly. They're going to take that binoculars off of Wentz. And they're going to go to Howie Roseman and the owner and look at it through, especially if you lose against Washington. Don't let this happen. You lose to Washington. Wentz wins Saturday. They're 8-6. and six. And they're primed for a playoff spot. He wins comeback player of the year. Doug Peterson signs a four-year, $100 million deal somewhere. And everyone's going to be looking out going, wait a minute now. A quarterback just took a team to the postseason that we jettisoned. And the football coach we fired just got $100 million. Don't have that happen. Oh, Cole says, fuck the media. True. You're right. Right. I was asked this question by Harry Mays today, though. Harry Mays goes, would you rather have the first rounder or Carson Wentz? I, I, I want the franchise quarterback. You can keep the first round pick. I need a quarterback that can win games for me. First round pick? What, so I can draft the Jalen Rager again? Come on, man. Howie Roseman's picking your picks. You think that guy's game? How about this with all the quarterbacks that are going to be available out there? You think he's going to pick the right one? Watch this. That kid from Cincinnati turns out to be the next Patrick Mahomes. Watch this. I'm not, hey, I'm not in love with any of these guys coming out, but I didn't think Patrick Mahomes was going to be Patrick Mahomes. I saw the kid at Texas Tech. I was like, he's kind of all over the place. Mott's like, stop it. Okay. Yeah, how he's making your picks, bro. Brian says, yep, we should have kept Carson and then drafted Justin Jefferson. Holy cow. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Did you see that video? I don't know if you've ever seen that video. Have you ever seen that video with the Minnesota Vikings when you guys drafted Jalen Rager and the Vikings guys were, like, getting ready to, like, party and these guys were getting ready to start doing shots? guys were like, oh, my God, they didn't take Jefferson. They took Rager. I thought these guys were going to start laughing at you. That, that scene comes back to me now, right? Mott says Vikings have zero Super Bowls. Correct. Four appearances. That's it. Hey, Bob. Bobby, Belichick exposes all quarterbacks, even Brady this year. He didn't have his best game. That, that is a classroom lesson when you go against Bill Belichick. And you'll bet Carson Wentz better be schooled and ready to rock. Yeah, Matt, Matt Hatter goes, they did laugh at us. Okay? They did. If, you, if you've ever seen that, man, that video of the Minnesota personnel, I think Rick Spielman's in that picture. I know Rick well. I know his brother better, Chris. Chris was a former teammate of mine. 
Mott says 38-7 is all Eagle fans care about when it comes to Minnesota. <laughs> so true, man. All right, we're going to catch up with our boy, Jason Cole. Oh, we got we got the video. Hold on here. Here's the video. What corner is going to be? I know if we can move back at 25, we're going to get one of these corners. You think? Yeah, the corners are sitting there. He's going to take a receiver too, right? Meanwhile, we have the Mike Zimmer. Eagles. You thought they might go wide receiver. We've seen some wide receivers go off the board. It certainly seems like this would be a need that they need to fill. All right, pick is in. We're on the clock. Oh, my God. Jalen Rieger, wide receiver, TCU to the Eagles. Hey, Pat. I, I'm on it. Nice. It's Justin Jefferson on the clock right now. That's as bad as the Urban Meyer. Hey, by the way, that's as bad as the Urban Meyer grinding video. <laughs> I'd rather see the Urban Meyer grinding video than that thing. That's embarrassing, man. That is embarrassing. Holy cow, dog. Wow. Oh, my God. By the way, I guess, you know, if we're keeping it fair here, I guess um, Urban Meyer couldn't take the grind. There, I did it. Okay. <laughs> Good night. Hey, by the way, let's bring in my friend Jason Cole to see what he thinks of this mess here. Yeah, old Jace, I guess Urban couldn't handle the grind. Folks, do me it a was, favor. It was kind here. of a he had kind of a grab ass approach. <laughs> Please do me a favor during the holidays here and get my friend Jason Cole's book. Jace, without polluting the question and leading the question like I always do, what are you making a mess in Jacksonville? Uh, it's a guy who didn't understand what he was getting into, um, in terms of a head coach, um, a guy who wasn't suited for handling professional athletes, um, a guy who was a great recruiter, not necessarily a great X's and O's guy. Um, yeah, he's a great college coach, but I don't think he knows how to relate to people who have a certain amount of authority and players in the NFL have authority. They have control over themselves, right? Um, they have a say in what goes on here and you have to treat them like adults and you have to treat them like men. Um, you know, and I don't think that, you know, like there's not one of these things that like is fireable in and of itself, but it's just a complete and total lack of regard for how you act as a professional. And I think that urban Meyer is, I don't want to psychoanalyze him too much, but he was a guy who was best off in a small town where there was nobody paying attention or he was treated like a demigod um, and, and allowed to do whatever he wanted. I mean, I know that's what happened in Gainesville and you know, they had 20, what did they have? 25, 26 arrests, 36, 36. I, I mean, kept count because I'm a cane. You know, I did. Well, I, I mean, look, all joking aside, Right. And we could do plenty of jokes on Canes versus Gators um, over the years. Right. Like, but I mean, he just a lot, he was allowed to get away with anything in Gainesville. And the same thing happened in Columbus. Right. Like, he, my favorite story that explains a lot about Urban Meyer is this. I got a, a good friend of mine who I went to Stanford with who, who knows 
you know, Urban Meyer's family a little bit from a professional relationship. Okay. He does business with them. He showed up at their house one time and he was wearing a Stanford sweatshirt, right? And Shelly, his wife, answers the door. She sees a sweatshirt and she goes, Stanford, huh? Choir boys. Can't win with choir boys. That wasn't Urban saying that. So that's Not the mentality. Urban. That's the mentality in that the was, house. That was Shelly. <laughs> right? That's the wife. Okay. Think about that. Okay. That, like, she should be his moral, you know, yeah. guiding post. She didn't care. If she didn't care, he cared even less. Aaron Hernandez, like, he'd take that guy all day. Never punish him. Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin punched one of his assistant coaches, got away with it, and not only did they get, did he get away with it, but they changed the practice routine from doing laps to playing basketball so that Percy would show up, right? Yeah. I mean, there are there are you know, if not for Tim Tebow, That's right. okay, who was one of the greatest deodorants in the history of college football, the stench from the University of Florida program during his era would rival that of any in the history of, of college sports. Okay. So he just didn't care. He got away with anything. And he allowed his players to get away with anything. And when you get to the pros, it's not the same mentality. Okay. It's just not. You are expected to run a professional program. Okay. You're expected to be the voice of authority. Okay. Not the guy who tolerates, you know, stupidity. And so you just, and here at the end of the day, I don't think he ever really wanted to be a pro coach. No, I think five weeks ago, Jace, he put the white flag up and he was begging to get fired. And basically, but I mean, yeah. look, I, I watched on Sunday, right? I, I just took really close note because I wanted to see Trevor Lawrence. I wanted to get a really good sense of where he's at, right? And I didn't, you know, unfortunately, the game was so lopsided and ugly. I didn't really get a sense of where he's at. The offense is not very good, obviously. You know, there are a lot of things going wrong there, okay? Um, but the one thing I noticed, every single time the camera went to Urban Meyer, every one of them, he was standing by himself talking to nobody. He didn't want to be there. He didn't want to coach. He didn't want, I mean, I, I watched Nick Saban go through it. Nick Saban didn't like coaching professionals. Not as a head coach. Because professional athletes have a say jace like you you bring something up that's so important on how coach handles himself in his body language and just just to expand on that i knew jimmy johnson didn't want to coach anymore and that jacksonville game when he was coaching the dolphins and they got destroyed in that playoff game and yeah. i looked at my wife and i said jimmy will never coach again in his entire life you saw how drawn he was and it was the same look that meyer had different circumstances obviously but he right. didn't want to be there no. You just see, you could tell when they he's, don't want to be there. You can see the body over like his head. He he didn't understand the athletes. He doesn't understand the circumstances. It's a much harder game. Like, look in the NFL, you coach every single week. In college, when you have the best players, you coach about three or four weeks of the year. You're yeah. really just you know, most of the time. You're just 
herding the cats, making sure they go the right direction as best you can. Okay, because they're 18 to 22-year-old boys, right? And you're just trying to make sure you keep them going the right direction. And when you have overwhelming talent, most of the time you just go out there and you just play and you just do whatever you're supposed to do. Okay. And then again, you gear up for four, you gear up for your big rival, you gear up for the conference championship game, you gear up for a play, you know, the first playoff game, you gear up for the, the national championship game. Those are four right off the top. And if you play in the SEC, you probably gear up for maybe five or six, right? Yep. Yep. Um, but that's not the same thing. In the, in the NFL, it's 17 games that you gear up for because everybody is Alabama, right? Everybody's got great players. Yeah. So it doesn't this matter is, what your record is. It, right? everyone, it's a lot everyone's more work. Good. It's a lot more work from the X's and O's side. College is a lot more work about you know kissing kids' butts, right? Yeah. And 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 being illegal. And, you know, now you're not, not illegal anymore, but it's NIL. But it's still, you know, you're, it's making sure the money flows the right direction so that you get kids and stuff like that. You know, that, that's what that game is about. If you get the best kids, you win, right? Okay. Um, ultimately, like, the, the greatest beneficiary of this whole thing is Trevor Lawrence. Because, I, I, you know, and I wrote this, I wrote this column um, that's going up on fanbuzz.com, which is, you know, they had to make a decision because they got to salvage that kid's career. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, you got to get straighten this thing out and, and figure out, you know, what, figure out how to run an organization and build that organization around that kid. I mean, you also got to find out if he's good. Now, I still think he's good. I do too. I think he needs somebody like Joe Brady to be around him as an uh, offensive coordinator or somebody uh, like that. You need, you need that. You need weapons. Like, yeah, all of it. I mean, he threw four interceptions. It looked ugly against Tennessee. Yeah. But the one that got me the most was the first one where they brought his own blitz. You know, Tennessee brings four guys up the gut, delay the blitz off the edge right into his face. So they show the four guys coming up. Then the delay comes in. He's coming clean right into his face, right? Yeah. And then simultaneously as they bring the guy off the edge, two guys drop into coverage, and they drop right into passing lanes. And he throws the ball right into one of the – because they scouted it out, because they knew they knew exactly what Jacksonville was going to do in this situation. It, it, it showed me that Mike Vrabel's staff, you know, knew – the Jacksonville offense better than Jacksonville did in a sense, because they didn't have, you know, Trevor Lawrence was, hadn't been trained to come up with that answer. Right. Absolutely. Like, okay. Oh, I see. I see these four guys coming. Now I see this guy coming. Oh, they might be dropping two guys. I got to throw, I got you to throw this ball away. Cause I don't have anything, you know, just throw it in the dirt or something like that or over everybody's head. Or I got to come up with some other answer. The game is is too fast for him right now, and that's about coaching and preparation, because the hot read isn't about talent. Okay, it's just about getting guys in the right spot. In your okay. brain cells, there right? Is your brain? Are you coached up to think through, yeah. think through it fast enough? And are you processing it in the right place? Right. right. Like it's not about it's not about okay. I got a one on one with Devontae Adams on the outside, and I got to put the ball up in a place where he can go and get it and let him use his talent. No, it's just is the receiver in the right spot for the hot read. That's it's it's. I mean, it's elementary kind of stuff, and they're still 
in elementary school with him. Absolutely. Let me ask you this then. A lot of people in Philly are talking about a potential landing spot for Doug Peterson being in Philadelphia. Is that a good job? And Shade Khan is one of the richest yeah, owners. Yeah, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, is Jacksonville a good job for somebody like Doug Peterson to take? Is that a good job? You got Trevor Lawrence. That, right. See, and, I, and you got an owner that is showing he's willing to spend dough. Well, he just spent a bunch today. Yeah, I get it. Guys paying a ton of cash to. I think it's a, games, look, I, it. look, the only the only drawback to the Jacksonville Jaguars is it's in Jacksonville. Okay, I get it. that's that's a problem. You get it. You've been to, you've been to Florida. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, and you know it's not a city. It's just a bunch of strip malls. Okay, right. with a it's with a, a community, it's a large laid out community that it's a large laid out. It's not really a city. I mean, no. All Jacksonville jokes aside, yeah. Okay, because there are a lot of them. Okay, like the team is terrific. The location's terrific. If you want to recruit kids to come anywhere, you know, recruit like as free agents, you tell me I can come to a state that has you know sunshine, a beach, women, and no state income tax. That's the last okay. one that I love the most. <laughs> right, exactly. But, you know, like you got Miami, Tampa, and Jacksonville. You tell me you can't draw free agents there? You'll I'm do just kidding. fine. You'll just do fine. You're in, Again, and you're in the South, which means that a lot of the kids in the SEC are cool with that because they can get home yeah. in, you know, in an hour. You and know, plus or, family or, gets to come see you play and all that. And right. It's a, you know, it's, a, it's a perfect place. But the most important thing, A, number one with 17 bullets is you got the number one overall pick from this last draft. And people, you know, like he still looks like he can he can sling it. He doesn't look damaged. No, the way I, it's like I, David I, don't, I don't have a problem. I think there was so much chaos around Trevor Lawrence this year. This is almost going to be like a pass year for me as far as I'm concerned. I mean, he was more mature than the head coach that has that was coaching him. I mean, I, I, did, my favorite thing that he did the last two weeks, he calmly said yesterday, it went, it kind of went by the boards, right? But he calmly said, he goes, look, the drama's got it. We got to reduce the drama, right? Here's the 22-year-old yeah. kid who goes, he gets it. Yeah, he like, knows just, more than a coach. Yeah, and then the last week he goes, James Robinson's one of our best players. Why isn't he on the field? Now, there could be a counter to that to saying, look, we can't put the ball on the ground, and we're willing now. Like your your coach, Jimmy, you know, was like, you know, he'll he'll cut a guy like Kervin Richards, you know, for fumbling the ball, and he has that kind of intensity, right? Oh, yeah. I get that too. But at least the coach owns it. The coach can come out and own and say, look, we're not putting the ball on the ground, whether we're one and ten or two and ten, or whether we're ten and two, right? We're not putting the ball on the ground. And he and Urban didn't do that. He sloughed it off. So the players just sitting there logically going, This guy gives helps give us the best chance to win. Why isn't he on the field? So okay. Uh, and, and, and like and, and that's where to me, like if you're Shad Khan and you look around at all this, it's just like, okay. Where's the tipping point? In it? The tipping point to me was not this accusation by Josh Lambeau, okay, about he kicked me while I was stretching. The tipping point to me was the quarterback has recognized that he's working with children and that we can't allow that to happen. The, the, the quarterback is 
laying it out, this is no longer a healthy environment. I absolutely I thought it was I thought it was leadership here. Let me throw this at you here too. So this weekend on Saturday, Carson Wentz is going to be playing against the Patriots and that Colts team still in the hunt for a playoff. If you had to circle a comeback player of the year, Garoppolo or Carson Wentz, who would it be? You know, I got a hard time with this because I don't really like either player. I mean, I, I think both players are fine. Like they're okay. But I'm not a big fan of either player because I don't think that either player is like gonna is really gonna do something big, right? I think Garoppolo has a So you don't chance. see the confetti, you don't ever see the confetti falling on no. Carson Wentz as a quarterback in the NFL. Not as his responsibility. Okay. As he 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 could be along for the ride. Okay. Like he um, was in Philly. Look, I don't know what happened to him in Philly. He was having an amazing year. Wait, like, but I, I I want to stop you there. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah. This is his numbers that he's trending to right now. Thirty seven hundred passing yards, twenty eight touchdowns versus six picks, sixty three point three completion percentage. And 97 quarterback rating. Jason, that's franchise numbers and that's Pro Bowl numbers for a quarterback. I mean, I mean the, the, okay. the, the, the like, touchdown in the, in, the touchdown interception ratio itself, and you're in a playoff hunt. I don't know. I mean, those aren't he's awful okay. Numbers. He's okay. He's okay. Like he's he, like I think Carson Wentz at this point in his career. Like there was a time where I thought Carson Wentz was going to be spectacular before the injury, right? Like Favre. I did too. Right. And I think it's 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 flipped, and his conf. I think there's some confidence issues, some physical issues, all those kinds of things. Okay, but for whatever reason, what he is at this point in time in his career is, you know, kind of somewhere between is he the eighth best quarterback in the league or is he the fifteenth best quarterback in the nope. league? He's probably closer to eight, but he could also he can sometimes be fifteen, you know, sometimes be worse. Okay, he yeah. just he's just okay. He's okay. Like, I don't want to – I know you're going to have to pay for him and you can do worse, but, like, I don't – I just don't – I don't get it. And, and the same thing is true of Garoppolo. But I would say that when I watch – when I watch the 49ers play, I see a team that can win a championship. When I watch Indianapolis play, I see a team that's overachieved and doing a nice job, that's well-coached and is – you know, guy shot, you know, make the playoffs and that's okay. San Francisco is different now. Yeah. I think they're more what, dominant now, at the point of attack. Right. They, they come out and they roll you sometimes, but yeah. you know, and they're, they, they've got players, Jimmy's and Jimmy, again, he's a guy along for the ride. Okay. The one, the one thing that you want to do with both of those guys is keep them from having to make too many plays. You want it like if a, if if generally a quarterback, a great quarterback, has to make five or six plays over the course of a game to get you out of a bad play or prevent a bad play or make a big play, you know, like a third and eight in a tight situation. Like you want to reduce that number down to like three or two when you have Garoppolo and Wentz, so that you reduce the number of times that they could possibly make a mistake that costs you a game. Absolutely. Finally, here I want to throw this at you, and I waited to the end because I don't want. 
to sit around talking about it too much. But from what I understand, I reached out to the NFL Players Association and had a conversation. The Players Association and the league, it seems that they're in conversation on lessening the protocols for vaccinated and booster players that got booster shots so that they can lessen up on the protocol so that we're not going to not see. Because the other night, Odell Beckham played. The next day, he came down with symptoms, and he still played in the game. You're looking at 21 guys in this Washington Eagles game on the side of the Washington team that are in the protocol. Do you think anything gets moved, the chains get moved prior to this weekend? Or do you think the chains get moved at all when it comes to lessening of the protocols for vaccinated players? Well, there's a couple of things in play. Number one, they just lessened the rules on being able to hold practice squad players, um, which is done because teams want to be able to hold a guy that they've been working with so that they can move him up, especially in the playoffs, right? That was something that the NFLPA announced yesterday. It was a, it was kind of a, a small thing that kind of went by the wires um, and, and didn't get a lot of attention. Um, and probably doesn't need it because we're not talking about star players. We're just talking about guys to fill in your roster. You know, if you have, if you have a lot of COVID cases, but they lessen those rules. So guys get, you know, to be kept on rosters, you know, and, and keep guys around that you've worked with all those kinds of things. Um, I think they're going to do everything that they can to make sure that they get through this next month. Um, because it's pretty obvious. Look, there's a, this second outbreak, whether it's Omicron or whatever it is, you know, guys are getting symptoms. I don't think they're getting as sick, um, but I'm not also not a scientist. <laughs> and um, I don't know enough about it. But one thing you know, the league is going to do whatever it takes to get through a season. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they, are, they ain't they, missing they're games. No, they ain't missing. And they didn't miss games last year. And congratulations to him. But I would say this. I think that guys have naturally, like a lot of people around the world, have just gotten a little bit, you know, they've gotten tired of dealing with it, gotten a little sloppy, and that's why you get this increase in tests. I'm not surprised by it, um, but they're going to have to find a reaction because you cannot have playoff games where you have 15 guys sitting on the sideline. That's Absolutely that not. In, that 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 is going to be a nightmare, and the gamblers will be furious, and the fans will be furious, and the networks will be furious if it ends up like that. Absolutely, you lose, going to lose faith, and the fans will lose faith in you. Make sure, folks, Amazon. It is a relentless life, Jason Cole. This is a great gift for the holidays. It's a great read, Jason. Thank you so much, brother. Happy holidays sure. to you. I appreciate it, brother. Happy holidays, and have people contact me. You can give me my Twitter, and I'll even sign those books if they buy them. Fantastic. Thank you, right. You got it there. My friend Jason Cole. I don't even think we took a break in this hour. I would love Mike Williams. Yeah, who wouldn't? You mean Mike Williams on San Diego or slash, excuse me, I did it. The Chargers? He was in San Diego when they drafted him, though, I think. Goodell saving lies. Praise him. Yes, smile. Right. Guy cares about... The guy cares about COVID, but he doesn't give a shit about CTE. You see, Vincent Jackson was stage two in CTE, came out. There was a story, and it said that he had stage uh, two CTE symptoms, and he had a degenerated brain, and um, yeah, he had issues, and obviously we know what happened in his demise at the end. 
about your guy, Andre Waters. I knew Andre. Okay. Think the NFL gives a shit about that. But they're so concerned about COVID. You know why they're so concerned about COVID? Why do you think the NFL is so concerned about COVID? The NFL is so concerned about COVID because right now it's in the public eye. Jeremiah says, Goodwin, Williams, or Robinson for Philly. Why would any one of those wide receivers want to come to Philadelphia when you have an inaccurate quarterback? If you've got Russell Wilson under center, those guys are all screaming to come to Philadelphia. You got Jalen Hurts, and you've got a backup quarterback in Gardner Minshew. Guys, you're not going to attract. Jalen Hurts is not going to attract. So I, 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 I was when I was talking to Jason. You guys were talking like this. Well, look at all these wide receivers that maybe we can. Those guys aren't coming here. Why would a guy like Julio, Julio Jones want to play in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts? Why would he? Because they're Alabama boys. Julio Jones is looking to go to Canton. And you can't even get the ball at Dallas Goddard, let alone get it to Devontae Smith. Look at what he's trending for. Devontae Smith is trending for 62 catches, 863. I would say this to you. Watch this. The rookie year of Devontae Smith, if he ends up with these numbers, 62 catches, 863 yards. You know what I say to this? I go like this. Watch. I don't know. Seems pretty pedestrian to me. Doesn't that seem pedestrian to you? 863 yards? I can get some stiff off the street to give me that to give me that number. I'm not going to waste a first rounder on a guy who only gives me 863 yards. And then some of you would go, but Sills, he's better than that. Well, it doesn't matter who you have out there on the perimeter if you got the guy who can't get on the ball. You have to make him a running back so that he can get his touches. Because the quarterback can't find him. Chris Arce's picket will get him to him, no problem. Kenny Pickett. I don't like a guy's name that's got pick in it. <laughs> Is that fair? I'm not drafting a quarterback that's got pick in it. There's just I, I, Every time I say Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pitt, I go, I don't know. Okay? Pickett gets picked again. Yeah, this Meyer story, man. Um, and, and again, the Meyer story is boring me now because I've been talking about it for 15 years. Honestly, I'm bored with it. It bores me. I've been t Do you know that I had my bosses in radio when I was doing radio in Florida come to me and tell me to stop talking trash on Urban Meyer? And I'm like, why? This guy's a liar and a bullshit artist. Oh, how do you know? Plus, we have the Gator Network. Oh, okay. You have the Gator Network. I got it. Yeah, so you think that stuff he's telling people is truthful? Guy's a liar. He's not telling people the truth. And I agree. You don't win, you don't win championships with choir boys. I get all that. Right? Hugh goes, I love Meyer Lansky. Yeah, but I, I'm not. Hugh, I like Hyman Roth. 
Iman Roth always made money for his clients. Never, ever did people walk out of the room saying, Iman Roth did not make money for all of his partners. Remember this. You know, I'm just a Jew looking to retire in Israel. That's all I'm doing. I'm no mafia businessman. Oh, yeah. You know? Right? <laughs> uh, right? Love that. I love that movie. <laughs> right? Hey, East Side Monster, right? Yeah. Hey, and the Capri will go to the Corleone family. Oh, yeah. And the Rosado brothers, they'll get a share too. You know, we want to keep everybody happy. We keep the Rosado brothers happy, and we're good. They spit in my face. <laughs> right? They spit in my face, man. <laughs> All good, man. Are you okay with her? Hey, are you okay with Carson Wentz? Are you okay with Carson Wentz this week? Are you going to be rooting for him? No. Philly's going to be rooting for him to play those five plays, aren't you? Goodfellas is number one, Big Red. Here, let me see my Mafia movies. My Mafia movies, Godfather 1. And so what can I do for you, my friend? I made a cake for you that you will not believe. Oh, my God. Why do you talk to me like this? When have I ever disrespected you? You asked me for murder. I asked you for justice. That's not justice. Your daughter's alive. Godfather. Two. Godfather two, right? Godfather two. Three. I love Bronx Tale. Okay. I love Bronx Tale. Now you can't leave. <laughs> One drink, right? One drink. Go watch the bikes. <laughs> now you can't leave. <laughs> That's my favorite line of any movie, man. I saw their souls it get drained right in front of my eyes. Poor Fredo. <laughs> I know it was you. Doug Peter. Wait, what's this? Howie. Howie Roseman. I know it was you. <laughs> what happened to Doug? I know it was you. Howie, I know it was you. You were the one. You were the one that called Johnny Ola. And you were working with Hyman Roth. I know it was you. You're the one that had to try me, set me up, and killed me. You're the one. You're the one. I don't know why. Every time I talk about these Italian movies, it makes me hungry. Now you can't. Hey, now you can't leave. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, tonight's game, real quick. Chiefs, Chargers. Wow, what a good one. Who do you got tonight? Who do you guys got tonight? I got to go Mahomes, right? 
I got to go Mahomes tonight. I'm taking Mahomes. I think this thing's going to be a shootout, too. I think this could be one of the better games tonight, right? I think this could be one of the absolutely better games. I'm going to say 35-30. Kansas City wins this bitch tonight. Right? Hey, dude. Hey, Hugh. Justin Herbert, sensational. Two great, great quarterbacks tonight. All right, guys. Hey, thank you so much, man. Today with the middle, with Harry, that was a lot of fun. You guys were spectacular as always. I can't wait to a football Friday too. How great is that? Do me a favor, guys. Please hit that like button. If you missed any of the show, go back and rewatch it. Please share it. You guys have been great. Hey, man, this holiday time, make sure you do this. Don't take life so serious, okay? Someone's bugging you, tell them to pound rocks, okay? Life's too short, man. Till tomorrow, 4 to 6, we'll see you on the flip side. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.